Part four of A Guide to the Lakes by Thomas West. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Windermere. The Windermere, like Coniston Lake, is viewed to greatest advantage by facing the mountains, which rise in grandeur on the eye and swell upon the imagination as they are approached. The road to the ferry is round the head of Esthwaite's Water, through the villages of Colthouse and Souris. Ascend a steep hill, and from its summit have a view of the long reach of Windermere, stretching far to the south, till lost between two high promontories. The road serpentises round a rocky mountain, till you come under the broken scar that in some places hangs over the way. Ancient yews and hollies grow here fantastically amongst the fallen rocks. Station 1. Near the isthmus of the ferry point, observe two small oak trees that enclose the road. These will guide you to this celebrated station. Behind the tree on the western side, ascend to the top of the nearest rock, and from thence, in two views, command all the beauties of this magnificent lake. The trees are of singular use in answering the purposes of foreground and of intersecting the lake. The rock rises perpendicular from the lake and forms a pretty bay. In front, Rampsholm, Berkshire Island, presents itself in all its length, clothed in wood. To the left, the ferry point, closing with Crowholm, a wooded island, form a fine promontory. Just behind this, the mountain retiring inward, a semicircular bay is formed, surrounded with a few acres of the most elegant verdure, sloping upward from the water's edge, graced with a cottage, in the fine point of view. Above it the mountain rises in agreeable wildness, variegated with scattered trees and silver-grey rocks. An extent of water, of twelve miles circumference, spreads itself to the north, frequently intersected with promontories, or spotted with islands. Amongst them, the home or great island, an oblong tract of thirty acres, traverses the lake in an oblique line, surrounded by a number of inferior isles, finely formed and dressed in wood. The curlew crags, pointed dark rocks, appear above the water, and others just concealed give a sable hue to that part of the lake. Roughholm is a circular isle covered with trees. Ladyholm, an isle of an oval form, is vested with coppice-wood. Henholm is a rock covered with shrubs. Grassholm is at present shaded with a grove of oaks, and two smaller islets borrow their name from the lilies of the valley which decorate them. These, with Crowholm and Berkshire Island, form this archipelago. To the north of this magnificent scene, a glorious sheet of water expands itself to the right and left, in curves bearing from the eye, bounded on the west by the continuation of the mountain where you stand, whose bold lofty side is embellished with distant growing trees, and shrubs and coarse vegetation intermixed with grey rocks that group finely with the deep green yews and hollies. The eastern shore is a noble contrast, adorned with all that is beautiful, grand and sublime. The immediate shore is much cultivated, the variety of hanging grounds are immense, woods, groves, enclosures, all terminating in rocky uplands of various forms. The shore upward is spread out in beautiful variety of waving enclosures, intermixed with hanging woods and shrubby spots in circles, 
and in every waving line of beauty overtopped with wild grounds and rocky ridges of broken mountains the shore in some places swells into spacious bays in parts fringed with trees their bushy heads wave over the crystal flood the parsonage house is seen sweetly seated under a fringe of tall firs following the same line of shore above the east ferry point and on the banks of the bay the tops of the houses and church of windermere are just seen above that bannerig or orist head rise gradually into points cultivated to the top and cut into enclosures these are contrasted by the rugged crags of biscot hoe troutbeck park comes next in view and over that ill bell rears his conic head and fairfield swells in alpine pride rivalled by rydal's loftier head the eastern coast to the south of what has been described is still more pleasing in variety of little groves and interposed enclosures with scattered houses sweetly secreted to the south and from the western coast at three miles distance rawlinson's nab a high crowned promontory shoots far into the lake and from the opposite shore the store another wooded promontory stretching far into the water pointing at the rocky isle of lingholm over rawlinson's nab the lake spreads out in a magnificent sheet of water and following the winding shore far to the south is lost behind a promontory on the eastern side over two woody mountains park and landon nab the blue summits of distant mountains waving in various forms close the scene having from this station enjoyed these charming views descend to the ferry house and proceed to the great island where you again see all that is charming on the lake all that is magnificent and sublime in the environs in new points of view of this sequestered spot mr young speaks in rapture and mr pennant has done it much honour by his description but alas it is no more to be seen in that beautiful unaffected state that those gentlemen saw it in the sweet secreted cottage and the sycamore grove are no more the present owner has modernised a fine slope in the bosom of the island into a formal garden an unpleasing contrast to the natural simplicity and insular beauty of the place what reason he has for adopting such a plan i shall not inquire much less treat him with abuse for executing it to his own fancy the want of choice might justify his having a garden on the island but since it is now in his power to have it elsewhere i hope it will be his pleasure when he revisits the place to restore the island to its native state of pastoral simplicity and rural elegance the island was long the property of the philipsons once a potent family in these parts and sir christopher philipson with his family resided upon it in the beginning of this century station two the views from this delicious spot are many and charming from the south end of the island you look over a noble extent of water bounded in front by waves of distant mountains that rise from the water's edge the two ferry points form a picturesque strait and beyond that the store on one side and rawlinson's nab on the other shooting far into the lake form a grand sinuosity and the intermediate shores are beautifully indented by promontories covered with wood hanging to the eye 
and skirting the bays with elegant edgings of spreading trees berkshire island and crowholm break the line in this noble expanse of water the eastern shore confesses much cultivation the hills are much diversified and strangely tumbled about some are laid out in grass enclosures others cut with hedges and fringed with trees one is crowned with wood and skirted with the sweetest verdure others wave with corn the whole is a mixture of objects that constitutes the most pleasing of rural scenes the upper grounds are wild and pastured with flocks station three from the north end of the island the views are more sublime the scenes vast the lake is here seen both ways to the south an expanse of water spreads to the right and left behind a succession of promontories with a variety of shore patched with islands encircled by an amphitheatre of distant hills rising in a noble style turning to the north the view is over a reach of the lake six miles in length and above one in breadth interrupted with scattered islands of different figure and dress reflected from the limpid surface of the water seen distinctly between them the environs exhibit all the grandeur of alpine scenes in the conic summits of langdale pikes and hill bell the broken ridge of rhinos and kirkstone's rocky front the overhanging cliff of hardknot the uniform mass of fairfield and rydal head with the far extended mountains of troutbeck and kentmere form the most magnificent amphitheatre and grandest assemblage of mountains dells and chasms that ever the fancy of poussin suggested or the genius of rosa invented the island is the centre of this amphitheatre and in the opposite point directly over the extremity of the lake is rydal hall sweetly seated for the enjoyment of these scenes and in return animates the whole the immediate borders of the lake are adorned with villages and scattered cots calgarth and rayrig grace its banks after enjoying these internal views from the bosom of the lake i recommend sailing down to rawlinson's nab on the south side of it a pretty bay opens for landing on in the course of the voyage you should touch at the different islands in the way where every object is varied by a change of features in such a manner as renders them wholly new the great island changes its appearance and joined with the ferry points cuts the lake in two the house on it becomes an important object the ferry house seen under the sycamore grove has a fine effect and the broken cliff over it constitutes a most picturesque scene the beauty of shore and finest rural scenes in nature are seen by traversing the lake and viewing each in turn they contrast strongly the western side is spread with enchanting sylvan scenes the eastern waves with all the improved glory of rural magnificence station four rawlinson's nab is a peninsular rock of a circular figure swelling to a crown in the centre covered with low wood there are two of them but it is from the crown of the interior nab you have a surprising view of two fine sheets of water that bend different ways the view to the south is bounded by a bold and various shore on both sides the hills are wooded and rough but spotted in parts with small enclosures and their tops burst into rocks of various shapes 
the view to the north is more beautiful an extent of three miles of the lake broke into by the bold promontory the stores and above that berkshire island is charmingly placed bannerig and oristhead rising from the shore in magnificent slopes are seen from hence to great advantage this beautiful scene is well contrasted from the opposite side by a ridge of hanging woods spread over wild romantic grounds that shoot abruptly into bold and spirited projections return to bowness and conclude by taking mr young's general view of the lake where at one glance you command all its striking beauties no station can better answer the purpose and it would be an injustice done to the discoverer to deviate one tittle from his description station five from young's six months tour thus having viewed the most pleasing objects from these points let me next conduct you to a spot where at one glance you command them all in fresh situations and all assuming a new appearance for this purpose you return to the village and taking the by-road to the turnpike mount the hill without turning your head if i was your guide i would conduct you behind a small hill that you might come at once upon the view till you almost gain the top when you will be struck with astonishment at the prospect spread at your feet which if not the most superlative view that nature can exhibit she is more fertile in beauties than the reach of my imagination will allow me to conceive it would be a mere vanity to attempt to describe a scene which beggars all description but that you may have some faint idea of the outlines of this wonderful picture i will just give the particulars of which it consists the point on which you stand is the side of a large ridge of hills that form the eastern boundary of the lake and the situation high enough to look down upon all the objects a circumstance of great importance which painting cannot imitate in landscapes you are either on a level with the objects or look up to them the painter cannot give the declivity at your feet which lessens the objects as much in the perpendicular line as the horizontal one you look down upon a noble winding valley of about twelve miles long everywhere enclosed with grounds which rise in a very bold and various manner in some places bulging into mountains abrupt wild and uncultivated in others breaking into rocks craggy pointed and irregular here rising into hills covered with the noblest woods presenting a gloomy brownness of shade almost from the clouds to the reflection of the trees in the limpid water of the lake they so beautifully skirt there waving in glorious slopes of cultivated enclosures adorned in the sweetest manner with every object that can give variety to art or elegance to nature trees woods villages houses farms scattered with picturesque confusion and waving to the eye in the most romantic landscapes that nature can exhibit this valley so beautifully enclosed is floated by the lake which spreads forth to the right and left in one vast but irregular expanse of transparent water a more noble object can hardly be imagined its immediate shore is traced in every variety of line that fancy can imagine sometimes contracting the lake into the appearance of a noble winding river at others retiring from it and opening into large bays as if for navies to anchor in 
promontories spread with woods or scattered with trees and enclosures projecting into the water in the most picturesque style imaginable rocky points breaking the shore and rearing their bold heads above the water in a word a variety that amazes the beholder but what finishes the scene with an elegance too delicious to be imagined is this beautiful sheet of water being dotted with no less than ten islands distinctly comprehended by the eye all of the most bewitching beauty the large one presents a waving various line which rises from the water in the most picturesque inequalities of surface high land in one place low in another clumps of tree in this spot scattered ones in that adorned by a farmhouse on the water's edge and backed with a little wood vying in simple elegance with baromian palaces some of the smaller isles rising from the lake like little hills of wood some only scattered with trees and others of grass of the finest verdure a more beautiful variety is nowhere to be seen strain your imagination to command the idea of so noble an expanse of water thus gloriously environed spotted with islands more beautiful than would have issued from the happiest painter picture the mountains rearing their majestic heads with native sublimity the vast rocks boldly projecting their terrible craggy points and in the path of beauty the variegated enclosures of the most charming verdure hanging to the eye in every picturesque form that can grace landscape with the most exquisite touches of la belle nature if you raise your fancy to something infinitely beyond this assemblage of rural elegances you may have a faint notion of the unexampled beauties of this ravishing landscape if the sun shines this view of mr young's can only be enjoyed early in the morning as that on the opposite shore behind the two oak trees is an afternoon prospect from a parity of circumstance the sun in both places illuminating the objects on the opposite sides of the lake at different times of the day these are the finest stations on the lake for pleasing the eye but are by much too elevated for the purpose of the artist who will find the picturesque points on the great island well suited to his intention of morning and evening landscape having command of foreground the objects well ascertained grouped and disposed in the finest order of nature a picture of the north end of the lake taken from this island will far exceed the fanciful production of the happiest pencil this may be easily verified by the use of the convex reflecting glass rawlinson's nab is another picturesque point either for the eye or the pencil you are there advanced a great way into the lake in the midst of the finest scenes with a charming foreground at your feet from the low cat's crag which is a little to the south of the nab you have a view of the south end of the lake and as far north as the great island the ferry points the stores the nab the lesser islands are distinctly viewed in a fine order mr english's house on the island is a fine object and the beauties of the western shore to the south of the crag are only seen from thence to sum up the peculiar beauties of windermere the great variety of landscape and enchanting views that this chief of lakes exhibits after what mr young has said of it is unnecessary he allowed himself time to examine this and the lakes in cumberland 
and he describes each of them with much taste and judgment and it is evident that he gives the preference to windermere yet this ought not to prejudice the minds of those who have the tour to make against such as prefer derwentlake or ulswater the styles are all different and the sensations excited thereby will also be different and the idea that gives pleasure or pain in the highest degree will be the rule of comparative judgment it will perhaps be allowed by all that the greatest variety of fine landscape is found here these stations will furnish much amusement to those who visit them and others will present themselves occasionally and whoever is delighted with water expeditions and entertainments as rowing sailing fishing etc will meet with full employment here for a few days the fish of this lake are char trout perch pike and eel of the char there are two varieties the case char and the gelt char the latter is a fish that did not spawn the last season and is on that account more delicious the greatest depth of the lake is opposite to ecclesrig crag two hundred and twenty two feet the fall from newby bridge where the current becomes visible to lowwood the high water mark distant two miles is one hundred and five feet the bottom of the lake is therefore one hundred and seventeen feet below high water mark in bowness nothing so remarkable as some remains of painted glass in the east window of the church that was bought from the abbey of furness from bowness to ambleside six miles along the side of the lake on the top of an eminence a little behind rayrig there is a fine view of the northern extremity of the lake as you proceed along the banks every step has importance the prospect becomes more and more august exhibiting much variety of apennine grandeur langdale pikes that guard the pass into borrowdale on this side the yoke and spiral hillbell the overhanging crags of lofty rainsbarrow the broken ridge of redscrees fairfield and scrubby crag on whose precipitous front the eagle builds his nest secure from the envious shepherds of the vale with a chaos of nameless mountains are all in sight and seem to move as you advance and show themselves in turns just at the head of windermere and a little short of ambleside turn down a by-road to the left and see the vestige of a roman station it lies in the meadow on a level with the lake and as supposed was called the dictus where a part of the cohort nerviorum dictentium was stationed it is placed near the meetings of all the roads from penrith keswick ravenglass furness and kendal which it commanded and was accessible only on one side end of part four